2: Welcome back to Live Mike. 138 is the KSL News Time. In the in the news business, headlines are very important. In the news business, you write a headline to capture one's attention. And you know, sometimes if you're lucky, the the content that follows is good and equally captivating. Uh, sometimes it's not, uh, and so it's kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes the good writers are able to capture you with a compelling and informative and accurate headline and every word of the write-up that follows uh, to be equally compelling and captivating. And I've stumbled into uh, an example of exactly this. There was a headline yesterday in the Deseret News that caught my attention. It is uh, Understanding America. Is there a connection between faith and faith? In Firearms, authored by uh, Maya Gerardot, who joins me now. And may I just say, uh, Maya, thank you for writing this. Uh, and as I read through it, the the contents of your article were equally captivating as uh, was your headline. So thank you for the work you did on this.
3: Oh, thank you. the The subject is is intriguing to me.
2: A- absolutely fascinating. So the thing is, I-, I have, for as long as I can remember, been a, a gun owner, a Second Amendment enthusiast. Uh, my dad raised me. I think first off with a BB gun, and then I graduated the twenty-two and uh, have since then, you know, been uh, an avid firearms uh, collector and owner my- myself. And I had never once, I have never at all, ever considered, uh, you know, faith being a motivating or my faith being a motivating factor in my affection for firearms. And I have not necessarily observed that in others, and yet. The United States right now finds itself atop two lists. According to Pew Research, America is the most devout. Of all the rich Western democracies, this according to your article and research, as well as leading other nations in terms of gun ownership. I want to jump to the last paragraph of your write-up and then hear from you. It reads, let's start, or it says, the link between guns and faith is inescapable. People want a feeling of existential security, and religions have historically provided that in very powerful ways, says an expert you speak with. And for many Americans, firearms do the same. What did you learn as you went down this uh, path?
3: Well, the thing is, is that it's part of an ethos, right? Um, researchers aren't saying, if you're faithful, you buy a gun, or buying a gun makes you faithful. Um, they're not sure what direction it, it moves in, right? Um, but it is kind of tied up, you know, being being religious, but not too religious, and I'll come back to that point. Um, being religious is, is tied up. To, um, to gun ownership. And then this new study says that it's not just about being faithful. It's about belief in the supernatural in particular, and that, you know, we are on this earth locked in a struggle between good and evil. And that to me is, you know, absolutely intriguing. The the issue of good and evil and that then you're, you're using the gun to kind of as an action to push back on, you know, the evil that exists in the world. Um so as far as the, the the thing I said I'd come back to you about religion, um, it's really interesting because it's actually a curvilinear relationship, meaning that um, the more someone goes to church and the less someone goes to church, the, the less likely they are to own a firearm. So it's the people in the middle who are kind of like somewhat infrequent church attenders. Um, you know, they, they go sometimes, and they probably call themselves, you know, Evangelical or whatever denomination they belong to, um, but they're not super duper into it. And these are the people who are most likely to own guns. Does that d- apply to you? I'm curious to know.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> I'm a gun owner. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we, <laughs> when when you talk about and make reference to to church, are you talking? We're talking about Western Christian faiths. Is that accurate?
3: Yes. Yes. And though. Um, You know, Jewish people own guns, um, Buddhist people own guns, all kinds of people in the U.S. own guns, but the people who are most likely to own guns specifically are evangelical Christians, and evangelical Christians um, are—41 percent of evangelical Christians own guns. Um, And this is a religious group in the U.S. that comes in the highest as as far as their gun ownership. They're also something that did not get included in the article is that they're the most supportive of um, concealed carry in churches. So this is the group that thinks that it's the most okay to bring a gun into church, actually.
2: Fascinating. Uh, your uh, your write up also addresses new American gun owners uh, this year, 2020, for uh, a number of reasons. It's hard to nail down just one. in, in fact, in, in terms of like scientific study, uh, 2020 is hard to look at because there are so many stinking variables. But as you looked mm-hmm. at new uh, American gun ownership, individuals, Americans who for the first time are purchasing guns, what, what did you learn?
3: Well, you know what? I have to tell you, the genesis of the story started in my very own home. Um, my husband is a Arab Muslim immigrant to the United States, um, and he runs a small um, cell phone store owned by his brother. And in March, he went out and got a gun. Um, and I was kind of surprised by that because he doesn't quite fit the demographic. Right. And that's kind of what sparked my inquiry. Um, you know, he fell outside. I grew up myself in the deep South, um, in in North Florida. So, so to me, it's obvious that, you know, evangelical Christians own guns. Like I I grew up with like, with kids like that. So when my husband went and got a gun, I said, huh, I wonder what's going on here. And so that's really when I started looking into the issue of guns and gun ownership in the U S. Um, then, so what you know? What the researchers are saying now is that, uh, while well, on the one hand, Christian nationalists and um, white evangelicals are, are the most likely to own guns. Um, the, 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 the profile of a gun owner is starting to change. So now you see more women, more minorities, um, these other groups that traditionally have not been, you know, so pro firearms maybe, are, are starting to, to get into it.
2: Any explanation for it? Is it uh, is there anything specific to 2020 that's motivating that or are there greater influences at play?
3: I mean, you know, I think it's really difficult to disentangle those things. Uh, Something one of the researchers I spoke to mentioned is that, you know, the same kind of uh, feeling that that, you know, one can't necessarily rely on the government that fuels um, white gun ownership. Um, you know, is also applicable to minority groups and that the surge in gun sales is, is likely fueled by a kind of pervasive sense of insecurity, you know, that is that has been a threat through this entire year, whether it's insecurity, you know, based on, um, you know, COVID, um, whether it's a, surrounding the election and political events. And, you know, for some, um, one researcher mentioned that some of the images coming out of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, for, for some viewers, kind of bred a sense of insecurity. Now, that same researcher mentioned that, um, his name is David Yamane, um, he mentioned that also in minority neighborhoods, there's there's a feeling that the authorities are not coming to help you, and he points out that You know, while the official records kind of say one thing and reflect one demographic, in minority neighborhoods, you might have more kind of undocumented or unregistered, you know, weapons floating around,
2: illegal, if you will. Uh, Listen, thank you so much, uh, Maya Dot. Thank you for the your write up here and the conversation and the insight that you've offered on this topic. And honestly, opened my eyes to uh, this possible connection, correlation, if anything, uh, about the question of faith and firearms. You can find uh, Maya's article on Deseret.com. I'd invite you to check it out. Maya, thanks again for your time.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Alrighty, I'd like to ask you now, listener, uh, y- yourself a-, a question. Why is it that you are a gun owner? Why is it that uh, you decided at one stage of life, may- maybe for the first time this year, to become a gun owner? Why do you own guns? I'll share with you my rationale, my reasoning. Uh, when we return, I invite your calls, 801- 801-575-8255, 801 575 KSL Talk is the number. The question is, why are you a gun owner? I understand uh, that privacy for some is a concern, so I'll tell you what. If you want to call and have a chat with me, you don't want your name revealed. Uh, when when Caitlin picks up the phone, you let her know that uh, you'd like to stay anonymous, uh, but we'll be happy to talk with you. 801 575 why are you a gun owner? Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this... Is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're continuing our, our conversation about uh, faith and firearms. You heard the conversation we had just before the break with Deseret News uh, writer Maya Gerardot. She uh, wrote a fascinating article, which you can find right now at uh, Deseret.com. The headline reads, uh, let me scroll up here so I may get it exactly right, Understanding America. Is there a connection between faith and firearms? Now in her research and consulting with uh, various studies and polling uh, it 's not necessarily conclusive that there is a direct connection. Owning a firearm does not make you faithful, and being faithful does not mean that you are necessarily going to be a gun owner <laughs> okay uh, but there are some shared ideologies there are some correlations uh, between the two, uh, especially those who uh, you know it was an interesting interesting bit of the study that she shared with us in that the, in terms of the faithful, the highest number of uh, gun owners are those faithful who are kind of in the middle. They're lukewarm about their faith. They're not necessarily uh, you know, strict, strict, attending church uh, every Sunday and participating in every activity during the week and beyond. Uh, and they are also not those who are uh, completely against the religion. It is those who uh, see faith as uh, maybe a casual part of their life, and uh, something that they do believe in, uh, but do not necessarily dedicate themselves to 100% of the time. Uh, I've probably uh, <laughs> not done justice to uh, that explanation, but it was an interesting finding on the left and at less. And to get it clearly spelled out, I'd invite you to, to read the article. Again, Understanding America Is There a Connection Between Faith and Firearms? Written by Maya uh, Jared. Dott. And if you want to hear that conversation uh, I had with Maya, you can go back to the KSL News Radio app. Powered by Any Hour Services, on there you can find access to all of the archived episodes and segments of this program uh, live, Mike. I put out the invitation asking callers, why do you own a gun? Uh, for me it is uh, it's multifaceted number 1 it's a tradition and hobby when i was very young uh, my father and grandfather uh, introduced me to firearms i had a bb gun when i was very young and then my dad got me my, my first gun it was uh, I think the model was SA22 uh, a firearm manufactured by Norinco now the truth about that gun is it was uh, designed by John Moses Browning. It has an interesting uh, interesting design to it. If you, if you know the model, uh, you, you know what makes it so interesting. You uh, you load it through the buttstock. Uh, anyway, not too many firearms loaded that way, uh, but a wonderful little plinking 22 uh, that I still have today. It's at my safe at home, and I just grew up with it. And so by uh, tradition, it uh, remains uh, something that I enjoy as as a hobbyist and as an enthusiast. And then ideologically and philosophically, I do believe in What is enshrined in the Second Amendment? I believe uh, that it is a tool that can be used to safeguard myself uh, against uh, harm that would be inflicted upon me by others uh, and also tyranny. But we'll we'll save uh, that conversation for a later date. I put the question out to you, uh, listener. Why is it that you are a gun owner? I'll give the number again, 575-8255. Feel free uh, to call in. We'll start the conversation with Todd calling from West Valley. Todd, how are you?
1: Hey, Lee, I'm good. I'm like you. I don't think there's one reason. It's multifaceted. When my wife and I were listening just now, she said tradition. Um, I hunt. I fish. I plink. I target practice. Another reason would be my job. I'm retired law enforcement. Another reason is exactly that, tyranny. It would be tyranny in the Second Amendment. I have the right to keep and bear arms, regardless of what anybody says. And it's on a fringe, so I feel I feel the obligation to exercise my rights. Yeah, I, I so think it's multifaceted to me. It's not one. It's not just one reason.
2: Yeah, I think that. when I
1: didn't wake up this pandemic and freak out over it. I was, I can go back to when I was a kid, just like you.
2: you. You mentioned plinking. Can I ask you what's your favorite gun to take out to the range and go plinking or out in the woods?
1: Well, there's problems with that, Lee. Yeah. You never take one gun. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> give, me the, give me the top three blinkers. I, I have a twenty two. I have a shotgun. I can throw clays. Mm-hmm. I have a to 250 that I can hit a target at 600 yards. Okay. Just depending on what I want to do. And when you go, I don't go for a half hour. I go for like half a day. You find a safe, this is the key part, you find a safe place where when you're shooting, you're not going to create a wildfire.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a a great point you bring up. And we learned a lot of unfortunate lessons this year about the need for added precautions and safety measures to be taken with the target shooting. Uh, Because, you know, you you can't deny it. Uh, Some of the wildfires here in the state of Utah were caused by uh, target shooting. So let's hope that next season we're a little little tighter on that and keep the range a little safer. Uh, Todd, thanks so much for the call. Uh, Thank you also for your work in law enforcement. Okay, it's an important profession. Thanks again. Turn it up. All righty. Uh, we're going to move on now to uh, a woman wishes to remain anonymous, but we'll welcome her to the program. Ma'am, thanks for calling.
0: Hi. Uh, my husband uh, is a competition shooter, and he was brought up around guns. Uh, I never was uh, but when we married. Uh, I got, you know, I like them. I don't have a problem with guns. Um, I don't necessarily connect it to religion, but that's just me. hmm and I am religious, but I don't connect it with that. But the other thing I want to say is one of the big uh, thoughts, I guess you could say, is that every time a Democrat's in, uh, people running by guns. Well, first of all, they haven't taken anybody's guns away yet, number one. Number two, um, Obama actually let them, uh, signed a law that you could carry a, a weapon in a national park. Y- yeah. And the and yeah. And the third is that I think right now, you know, when they're because it's hard to get ammunition, it's hard to get lots of stuff. I don't necessarily think it's people that have guns. Well, I mean, I'm sure it is the ones that are like militias and so on and so forth. I think a lot of people that haven't had guns or maybe have one are buying more because they are worried. And same with some of the protesters about the people that are militias and that are white supremacists Mm. and so on and so forth that maybe they should have a gun to protect themselves. Ma'am,
2: I, I got to let you go. I'm grateful to you for the call. Thank you for, for phoning in. Uh, we have learned that there are a number of first-time uh, gun owners, and the, the motivation for that decision, it's not entirely known. We have some anecdotal evidence that uh, you know some of the protests uh, and fear of danger uh, coming from them as they turn into riots may have motivated some uh, to purchase firearms for the first time, but we're going to have to wait and see until uh, further study is conducted as to exactly why. Uh, first and foremost, why firearm purchases surged so much in 2020. And second, and more fascinating, uh, the number, the increasing number of first time gun buyers. Fascinating stuff. That's going to do it for our talk on guns. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, UDOT, UDOT, yesterday uh, dug up some fascinating artifacts in the midst of a project, some of them dating back 100 years. You know how much I like the old stuff. <laughs> we'll get into it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL and his radio.